and welcome to Heavy Pages, a Divorce Journal with Josie, your host. Today, you'll be enjoying another Topic Tuesday episode where we discuss a specific topic that has something to do with divorce. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Topic Tuesday episode. And this week, the topic is going to be dealing with relationship breakups. Obviously, my podcast is about divorce, but this list and this information from today's episode can be used for any sort of breakup. doesn't have to be a divorce, just can be a breakup of a long-term relationship. And so I'm going to bring you uh, information that I found from an article on Headspace. I am going to include the link to the article in the show notes so that you can actually go and read it all because I don't usually read everything that's on uh, an article. I just touch on some bullet points and give you my interpretation or thoughts on the suggestion. So with that, let's get into it. Some of the things to help you after a breakup. Number one is give yourself some space. You don't need to shut your ex out of your life, but it might be helpful to try and avoid the person for a while after a breakup. This can mean online too. I agree, obviously. I think it's important for you to have distance from somebody if you just broke up with them or if they just broke up with you. Obviously, if you broke up with them, I don't know why you would really want to hang around them, but I could see that if they broke up with you, and sometimes when someone breaks up, they're like, but we can be friends, and you're like, oh, well, I want to be friends. I'll be friends, because if I can be friends, I can continue being a presence in their life and maybe be able to win them back. And even though I'm not going to say that never happens, I will say that it doesn't always happen and that probably more often than not you are hurting yourself and not really getting the opportunity to heal and to move on because you're letting them be in your life and and be around you so the wounds don't get to heal you don't really get to put the distance that you need to try and work on yourself and work on your Feelings, work through your feelings, maybe therapy, maybe whatever you need to do to, um, to come out the other side. So I've always said that it's okay if you want to be friends after a breakup, but you need to be nothing first. There needs to be a good amount of time where you're nothing to each other, where you don't talk to each other, where you basically cut communication so that you have that that time to heal and that time to get your strength back and that time to learn and discover yourself before you move into the friend opportunity. And maybe once you've done all this, you realize you don't want to be friends with them. And that's okay. You don't have to. There's no rule that says you have to either. Now, of course, if you listen to you know, my podcast, you know that I did a terrible job at distancing myself. I tried to be too friendly. So I did make the mistake. I do recognize that. I made the mistake of trying to be too, too friendly without doing the work. And it definitely did not help me. All right. Number two, keep busy. You might find yourself with too much free time on your hands, especially on the weekends. Plan ahead and do things that you usually enjoy. 
good advice. If you're just sitting around moping or sitting around doing nothing, it gives you way too much time to analyze, to overanalyze, to think about what went wrong, to think about what you miss. So definitely filling your time with other things is a great idea. Going to the gym or doing exercise, going out in nature. If you have a craft that you like to do, working on that craft. If you have friends you can hang out with, hanging out with friends. For me, <laughs> um, when I was going through my separation, there became a time where I was a crazy club hopper. I'm not going to say that that's the best thing to do, but I never really did that before I got married. I was... I wasn't a clubber. I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't any of that. So after my separation, I'm like, let me see what this is all about. And when I, the weekends I didn't have my son, I was always out having a good time, hanging out with my friends. Um, it was fun. And it wasn't always about trying to catch guys. It was just about having experiences and being out and having fun. Um, also, I did hit the gym. And there was a point of time there when I was really enjoying the gym. Of course, that didn't last very long, but I did do that. And then if you have a child, a lot of time spent with that child will help you take your mind off. I spent a lot of time with my son and I enjoyed the time that I spent with him. We had a lot of uh, good times together and he took my mind off of being sad or whatever because I didn't I didn't want to be sad around him. I wanted to keep trying to have him have a life as normal as possible. And so we did a lot of things together. He was my little partner in crime and we had a lot of fun. And, and I look back very fondly on all of the time that I spent with my son. So that is also a good option. Number three, taking time out for you. Do things that you find relaxing, like watching a movie, playing or listening to music, meditating, reading, or playing sports. This is also very good advice. I will tell you that I remember that during uh, the time that I was single, after my divorce, I went to a water park all by myself. You would think now that that's absolutely bonkers. But I actually was like, you know what? I want to go to this water park. They always had this... Um, party in the middle of July. It was a, a Puerto Rican celebration, La Fiesta de San Juan. They don't do it anymore where I am, which is a shame because I grew up and I just rem have great memories of going to those events. But while I was divorced, there was one year and I'm like, you know what? I want to go to this event. Nobody wanted to go. Nobody could go. People were busy. And I went all by myself. I went to the water park. I went to the event. I didn't meet anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go for that. I just went, hung out in the lazy river, hung out at the wave pool, maybe rode some, a uh, couple of the water slides and whatever. But it was me by myself. There was a point in time when I could never imagine doing that. But I learned to really enjoy being by myself. I would go out to lunch or dinner by myself. I would take a book. This was really before everybody had a phone. So like nowadays, you might not feel like going out to dinner is alone, is anything to be worried about because everybody's got their face in their phones. But this was before then. So I would bring a book and I would go and sit down somewhere and have a meal by myself. I did a lot of things alone when I didn't have my son. And I found it to be very healthy 
very good for me. Just to learn that you don't have to be around people all the time. It's okay to be your own best company. So I think that's part of this, what they're suggesting, but also, you know, pampering yourselves is not a bad idea to help you, you know, when you're feeling down or whatever, giving, getting, going and getting a massage, going and get your nails done, stuff that's going to build you up, make, give you confidence, make you feel good about yourself. All of those are good ideas. Number four, talk to friends and family and others who can support you. It's okay to want some time to yourself, but hanging out with supportive people helps get your mind off of things and get a different perspective. Well, my family and friends sure did get an earful from me. There was a point in time where I was talking to anybody who would listen. I was sharing about how I felt. I was crying. I was... I was needy. There's just nothing wrong with admitting that. I was so needy, but I was blessed that I had a very big circle of family and friends that were willing to just listen to me complain and have pity parties for myself and and vent. And I don't think I would have been able to get through the separation and divorce without so many of them that were willing to listen to me and that were willing to talk me off my ledges and that were able to give me thoughts and perspective. It is such a vital part if you are able to have that sort of support. And I will add to that that I also had a therapist who got me through so much of it. Also, he, you know, I was happy to pay him to let me just sit there and vent. And honestly, sometimes I was like, why can't I just see you two or three times a week? I will pay the money. I just need to talk to you. Um, that wasn't really, it wasn't that it wasn't allowed, but I guess he knew that I was depending too much. And it was like, no, once a week is fine. Um, and so I may do with friends and family in between, but I do highly suggest if you're able to afford therapy or find, you know, can find some therapy somewhere and can find a therapist that you gel with, I didn't stick with the first therapist I met. I did um, talk to a couple. So you find somebody that you feel like you can really connect with and you feel comfortable sharing your deepest, darkest fears and feelings with. So if you do that, I highly, highly suggest it. And then, of course, family and friends. Don't forget to thank them later for all of the support that they gave you. And if I haven't yet and you're listening out there, I want to tell you right now, thank you so much for letting me vent to you because I recognize that without you letting me, I things would have been so much worse for me. So thank you. Number five. Try not to use alcohol and other drugs to deal with the pain. While they might help you feel better at first, the after effects will leave you feeling much worse. I mean, I agree. I am not a drinker. I don't use drugs. So this wasn't really even something that I considered. Except that's not true when I was really going through the depression of the breakup in the beginning. I went to a doctor and I was just crying and crying and crying. I was definitely depressed. I'm crying at this doctor and he gives me 
a prescription for some depression medication, which obviously is not the same as drugs. That's not what I'm saying. But I was even given a prescription for depression medication. And then they told me it will take a month for the effects to kick in. And (laughs) this is probably one of my faults, and I recognize that. I don't have patience. The moment that they told me I have to take this for a month before I will feel even a little bit better. I didn't bother taking it because I'm like, I have to wait a month and I have to take a pill every day and I don't know what the pill is going to do for me. Otherwise, that's not worth it. I want something that's going to make me feel good now or feel better now. If that doesn't exist, then I'm not going to take the pills. So I never filled the, the, the prescription because I felt like it was pointless and Obviously, I know many people who are on medication to help them with certain things. And some of them do take a while to get in your system and start working. So that was just my own uh, impatience and maybe dumb idea at the time. Thankfully, I made it through. I have not uh, needed to be on medication. And even though I was depressed for a while, it wasn't like a clinical depression that you really need to take medication to stabilize. It was a situational depression and I was able to get through it. So for people that obviously just need the medication to be able to continue and be, you know, relatively happy in life, then absolutely more power to you. I I don't take that away from anybody. I just realized that I've always been terrible at taking pills, always. I, I'm bad at my vitamins. I'm bad at everything. I never even did birth control because I knew I wasn't going to remember to take the pill. And I didn't want to. So that was just not for me. But uh, alcohol. I am not really a drinker. This is, this is terrible, but I'm going to say it, whatever. I'm cheap. And I feel that it's crazy to pay the cost of alcoholic beverages when I can have a soda for a fraction of that price. So I didn't even chase the buzz because I'm not, I, I, I wanted, I'd rather have the money in my wallet than the buzz. But there was a time, like I had mentioned earlier, that when I started going out and um, clubbing with my friends, well, I mean, I was smart. I found the, the drink that would get me buzzing the fastest and I would drink that and then I would be fine the rest of the, the rest of the the night and that little buzz would last me that's how I did it so I wasn't really a drinker because I wasn't willing to invest the money in it maybe that's not your situation but obviously thinking about drinking to dull the pain is not the way to go because like they said you will regret it later maybe 24 hours later maybe years later if it becomes a disease you know if you become addicted to the alcohol so Definitely try not to do that. Go back to talking to friends and family and finding other support that's not drugs or alcohol. Now, number six, give it time. Allow yourself to cope with the change after a breakup. Obviously, I just mentioned earlier that I don't have a lot of patience, but you need patience. You need time to get through the separation and divorce. Or the breakup, because rarely do you break up with someone and just feel fine about it, especially if it was a long-term relationship or a marriage. And if you are the one that was blindsided or the one that didn't know 
or didn't want the divorce or breakup. So time is the best medicine. Take the time, but don't just take the time and just let the days go by. Every day you work on yourself. Every day you focus on the future. Every day you take one small step forward. And the next thing you know, you look around and you're six months out, a year out, and you feel good and you feel okay. And you remember what you went through, but you are on the other side of it now. So time is needed. I watched something recently where somebody said, the time is going to move anyway. It's what you do with the time. So if the time is going to go, then don't just let it go by. Actually act proactively to make yourself better, to, to heal yourself, to do whatever you need to do so that once you blink and it's six months from now, you can see that, that you did something with that time. And last but not least, number seven, try to get regular sleep and exercise. Regular sleep, I guess, would also mean don't like spend all day laying around in bed depressed. Exercise would also mean good, move your body, you know, get get your juices flowing. That helps you. I think that's supposed to stimulate, right, some sort of hormones or something that make you a little bit happier and whatever. Obviously, don't like live at the gym, don't obsess over it, but healthy sleep, healthy exercise, healthy movement will help your frame of mind during these times. It's not going to be the medicine that heals it all. It's not the, the quick answer, but all of these suggested together will help you get through the breakup, help you hopefully suffer the pain, but move through the pain in a healthy way so that you can eventually get to the other side of it. Well, I hope these quick tips are useful to you. I, maybe you've heard some that you hadn't thought of before. Maybe you've heard this all before, but I figured I'd just put it out here and let you listen on it and reflect and maybe hopefully speak to you. So on that note, I'm going to end this episode here. Remember, if you want to read the full article, I will have it on the show notes. And if you have any comments or opinions on the episode or on the podcast in general, feel free to reach out to me. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. And that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to me and share your thoughts and opinions or comments and concerns, you can always do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you haven't rated and subscribed or shared this podcast with others, I encourage you to do so. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of the week. Until next time, bye for now.